Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David a Saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. What an amazing story. Just imagine, if you can, I don't know if I can, but if my imagination's that good, but try and imagine, if you can, being one of those shepherds sitting quietly in the fields, making sure the wolves weren't roaming around and trying to catch the sheep. Perhaps it was your turn to get a a couple of hours of shut-eye or to eat a little something for supper. And then suddenly, the glory of the Lord is shining all around you. Just imagine the glory of the Lord shining all around you. Can you imagine that? I don't think we can because we've no idea what that it's going to be far far better than we can ever imagine it might be but just think with our limited imagination what that might be like night becomes day and it's so dazzling you have to shield your eyes and as if that isn't enough suddenly in the midst of it an angel appears and delivers to you the most amazing message about the Messiah, the Saviour who, having been born that night in the very town, you are sitting on the hills nearby. And as if that doesn't blow your mind completely, there suddenly appears not one or two, but a great company of angels of the heavenly host, as it says, praising God. Now, we're not told the actual number who were there, but I'm guessing that a great company is probably in the hundreds, if not thousands. And they're all around you. And they're praising God. What an amazing sight that must have been. And they've all come to announce this amazing news. To whom? To the king and all his court? To the Sanhedrin and all the Jewish leaders? To the Roman prefect and all his noble entourage? 
No. He's come to you. Some lowly shepherds who were shunned by society as smelly and dirty and insignificant. Why would they do that? Well, there's a sermon there, but I'm not going to preach it this morning. So what about this amazing message again? They may have initially have been terrified, but the angel calmed them down and reassured them that he wasn't there to harm them, but to bring some fantastic news that God wanted to shout from the rooftops, or at least from the hilltops. Yehuzah, the Saviour, is born, the Messiah, now, to us, here in David City, in a manger. They could have questioned it, but God had put on a pretty convincing show to let them know it was real. I don't think I would have argued too much, having seen all that happening around me. And their hearts embraced it all. They somehow knew that God would look after the sheep. Have you ever thought about that? Because they suddenly shoot off down to Bethlehem and the sheep are left on the hillside. <laughs> well, I think they were pretty sure that God would put a few angels around them to look after them while they were away. And they moved as quickly as they could to the place where the angel had told them they would find the child. And sure enough, they arrived and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby in a manger, just as the angel had told them. They were overcome with joy and couldn't contain the wonder and joy of it all. So they praised God and they worshipped the newborn Messiah. And after leaving the manger, they could not stop giving praise and glory to God for the amazing things they had heard and seen that night. And they shared their experiences with anyone who was around to listen. Probably not too many people at that time of morning, but even so, when they found somebody, because it says they did, they shared this amazing news with them. And not surprisingly, those who heard it were amazed too. And what about poor old Mary? Have you ever thought about the fact that she's having all these visitors this night? She's just given birth to a baby. And yet all these visitors keep coming through. Because I'm sure when the shepherds shared this good news with the people that were there, they too would have wanted to go to the manger and see this brand new baby that had been born. But not only a baby, their brand new Messiah that they've been waiting for for so long. So long they've been waiting. Over 400 years they've been waiting for this Messiah. And here he was, suddenly there with them. So it may have been an exhausting night for Mary. But I'm sure God would have strengthened her if it was that that was how it happened. The breathtaking, heart-pounding excitement about the birth of Jesus Christ that the shepherds experienced. And wouldn't we have loved to have been there to share it? Was not only because a child had been born and a son given, 
but that God was now present with us in human form. The God who dwelt in the tabernacle and the temple of Israel now dwelt amongst them. Jesus Christ was everything God had to say to us. He was all he wanted to be to us and all he wanted to do for us. Jesus was God become man. The several eyewitnesses accounts of the coming of Jesus Christ we have spoken about over the last two weeks as we recorded in scripture. Remember we spoke about Joseph and we spoke about Anna and we we spoke about Simeon at the carol service. It's a declaration of praise to each of us this Christmas season. Roy Lessin from Dayspring Devotions expresses it this way. Jesus came in a way that fulfilled so much. Spoke in a way that taught so much. Lived in a way that revealed so much. Blessed in a way that gave so much. Died in a way that provided so much. Arose in a way that conquered so much and loved in a way that meant so much. Thanks be to God as we celebrate the birth of his Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ, at this special time, that he, God, loved us enough to become flesh for us and die the most horrendous death in order that our relationship with him, God the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, might be restored and that we now have the promise of eternal life having accepted Jesus as our Lord and Saviour and repented of our past sins. Amen. At this point I just want to say a few words. I think most of you know, uh, one or two of you may not, that Tede died on Wednesday. Tede was a minister here in this church uh, for some six years and then he went to Edinburgh about two years ago at God's calling on his life. And uh, as far as we know, although we have to wait for the coroner to bring his report in, he had a heart attack on Wednesday and died on Wednesday. The family are now all up there with him. Uh, All of the children have gone up, which is why we haven't got any here. And they are with Jason at this particular time. But today had that promise of eternal life because he undoubtedly had accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Saviour. So we can rejoice that even now he is looking down, well, perhaps not looking down, but he's certainly with the Father in heaven. He knows what the glory of the Lord looks like. He doesn't have to imagine it anymore. He's there. He's part of it. And he's got that promise of eternal life which we speak about. But obviously, God sanctioned grief. Jesus wept for Lazarus, his friend who died. And we need to allow his family to grieve his passing 
it's, if there is a wonderful way to die, then having a massive heart attack is a wonderful way to die because there's no pain, very little suffering. So God was gracious to him in that sense. And it was obviously the day that God turned the page and today's name appeared there. And he called him home. But the family need to grieve that loss. And we, as his church family, need to grieve that loss as well. So I just want to spend a, a couple of minutes now in prayer for today's immediate family. And for us as his church family, because there's no doubt that it's come as a huge shock to... Uh, everyone. So we need to just allow God to draw near to us, to embrace us, to hold us in his arms and to love us and to give us peace about what's happened. So Father, we come to you. We pray especially at this time for Jason and for the children. Father, we hold them up to you and ask that you would be a comfort to them, that Father, you would give them your peace which is beyond understanding, that, Father, they may know with certainty that Tede is now sitting with you in heaven. That, Father, there's no pain, no tears, no suffering. But, Father, obviously, they have lost their dad, their husband, their granddad, in Uvin's case. And they are feeling that loss at this particular time in a huge way. So, Father, we ask that you would really just be a comfort to them and that they would know your presence in a real way today and over the coming weeks as things happen. We pray also, Father, for the church family in Scotland where he's been for two years as they come to terms with it, that they may know a real sense of your peace and your presence too. Father, I pray for our family here who known Teddy whilst he was here, that, Father, we may just come to know and accept that you've called him home, that, Father, it was his turn, the page had turned and you wanted him back in heaven. Father, help us to come to terms with that. Help us to have a, a comfort and a peace about the fact that he is now with you, that he's in that eternal home that we hear so much about, that we've heard about this morning. And that indeed he knows what the glory of God looks like because he's there with you. So Father, comfort us, comfort the family. And as we celebrate Christmas this year, I know that Teddy would not want us to be upset particularly about his passing because he's come to a better place. But Father, we're human and we need to recognize that and to share some of that grief but at the same time we need to celebrate the birth of your son because that's what today would have wanted our priority to be this morning that we celebrate the birth of Jesus so father thank you that you love and care for each one of us and that father you want the very best for us and Teddy has now got the very best because he's with you so thank you, Lord. Amen. And we can do something very practical for Jason. I've printed up her address. So if any of you wants to send her a card, a letter, just to express your 
thoughts about today and his loss. And it's on the back. I've, I've changed it at the back, so it's very easy to read. So I've got loads of them. So if you want to sort of take one and just write to her today or tomorrow, send her a card, that would be great. Of course, we can't forget other people who have really lost dear ones, like Barbara this year, losing Mick, and Fiona losing her mum, Lily. It's a really terrible time, isn't it? So we want to pray not just for Tede's family, but for Barbara and for Fiona and for other people we know that have lost loved ones as well this year.